Well, welcome to the Neighborhood Church again. It's so good to be God's people together. Amen? Amen. One of the things I love about this church is that we try to get a lot of people involved, everybody involved. In fact, this evening we're inviting those of us that have been a part of this church to recommit with their partnership agreements because we believe that church isn't just a place that you come and hear something, hear music, hear a message, but you are cooperating with God's people for God's mission. That said, I want to make a big announcement. This uh, month, we begin a new season called Lent. Not like the stuff you find in your dryer, but L-E-N-T. That is for a season of fasting and prayer and for um, giving to the poor. And last year, you might remember, we raised money each and every week of the 40 days of Lent in order to fund a new initiative at The Rock called The Neighborhood Table. We set a goal for, what was it? No, we set a goal for 5,000, but we, we set a goal. <laughs> we raised more than our goal so that we could buy tables and chairs and place settings and tablecloths and Um, that we could do this with excellence and communicate to our dear friends and neighbors in the rock and around the rock that they're worth time and attention and something that is done well and with excellence. And so I was really excited that this past December, the rock um, spent some money. The rock, of course, is a hub of ministry that's supported and owned by Freeman Heights, as well as First United Methodist. We've got our clothes closet there. This morning, I went up there. We even had a group from First Baptist Wiley organizing our clothes in our clothes closet because they were there to serve and help. And I said, hey, there's a clothes closet. Let's come and do some stuff. (laughs) And it's a wonderful kingdom ministry supported by all different groups. But here's the trick. Not all of these communities support The Rock financially. In fact, as Bud shared last week, we give away over 15% of our entire budget to our kingdom partners and missions and ministries, to people in need, but we don't regularly, monthly give to The Rock. So when they came and redid the floors after our big Christmas party over the week of Christmas and New Year's, they ripped up the old tile, they stained and buffed the concrete, and it looks wonderful and it looks like this. It's a dark brown, it looks super cool, it looks super hip. The only problem is I'm like, now we need to paint the walls because it's so dark. Mm. But little by little what we're doing is trying to communicate to our friends and neighbors that they're worth a space that's comfortable and accommodating and communicates you matter and you're valuable. And you'll notice one of these pictures is in the cafeteria where we do the neighborhood table. It goes down the hallway toward our clothes closet. Friends, do you know that the neighborhood church spends almost as much time at the rock every month as we do in worship here at Freeman Heights in this auditorium? That is almost just as much a campus of the neighborhood church as this is. So these wonderful floors that went down around the foyer, in the cafeteria, down and around the hallways, it cost $13,000 to rip up this stuff, get all that glue out. They had to rip away the cove base. We still got some work to do, but they're looking around saying, how are we going to do this? We have to do this, but how do we afford it? 
This is where we come in. We wanted to pledge a little bit of help to this place that we do such significant kingdom ministry in. So friends, in 40 days, I'm asking you if you would consider contributing to a goal of at least $3,000. 40 days, all of us, $3,000. That's a little bit of a way that we can say we're in this with you. We're together with you, Freeman Heights, First United Methodist, and all these other people that come and support our shared neighborhood. Now, last week Bud talked about how giving at the neighborhood church has been down. We're still financially in the black. We're doing great. Our kingdom partners will always and forever, by God's grace, be supported. We want to make sure that we honor our commitments to them. And so what I'm asking you toward this $3,000 goal is something that's over and above your general giving to this church. And I want to tell you that when Amy and I first got married, I need to confess to you, we did not give faithfully to the church that we were part of. I was on staff at a church. I did not give faithfully to the church that was paying me a salary and that we were a part of. And it got to a point where we realized that our finances is just, a mar- just as much a part of our discipleship as any other facet of our life. Our relationship with one another, our relationship to others, or anger, or pride, or all of these different things. Our finances is a key part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And to say, I'm going to trust you with my whole life and my finances included. So here's the magic thing that Amy and I decided. We just got to do it. And we got to test God. And we got to see if we can still survive. And this is when neither of us worked full time in our whole married life at the same time. Ten years. We've never worked full time at the same time. And we had, we thought, no extra money to give. But we said, you know what, Jesus, we feel called to this. We want to trust you. And we just started it as a discipline. And I'm here to tell you, as much as I confess that I didn't do it then, as your pastor, we do every single month. And we do over and beyond that. Not because I'm some super Christian, but because it's a way that he's forming me to let my possessions not possess me. And it just becomes this matter of discipleship. So I want to reiterate again to you. The Old Testament principle is 10%. But the New Testament command, because we're not under that Mosaic law, is to give out of sacrifice, to give cheerfully. And hear this. I'm about to read this passage to you. Not because you feel guilty because I'm up here telling you to give. Here's what I want you to know. If you love the ministry that's going on at The Rock, if you love to become a part of this church, and if you would love to let finances release its grip on you and to see how this can be an opportunity to trust God more and more, would you say, maybe it's not 10% right now, but maybe it's something. Maybe it's a dollar amount. And then when we think about these $3,000 and these floors and all the kingdom work and ministry that we're doing over there each and every month, what is the dollar amount above and beyond toward that goal? I want you to understand, the last two weeks we've talked about money in this church more than we did in the last six months. I want you to understand that we're not sitting here trying to build the latest and greatest new building. We have a wonderful setup with Freeman Heights, and it allows us to give freely and generously. Next week, Lord willing, I'll tell you about another opportunity that we're giving toward this week because we're able to. So I'm just asking you to partner together, and I'd love it 
if we could not just meet that goal of 3,000, but exceed it. Because whatever we have extra, it will be more that we can freely give to kingdom ministry here or around the globe. And I would love to hear what's something we need to go and send this to. So our goal for Lent is $3,000. Ash Wednesday begins February 26th on a Wednesday, because it's Ash Wednesday. And it ends on Good Friday, which is in April. So all that to say, that's our big announcement. And I would love it if I could just read a passage of Paul talking about giving. And I would so love for you not to feel guilty or to feel shame. You need to understand the Holy Spirit, if He's moving in you, it should not feel like shame. Shame is the purview of the enemy and the deceiver and the accuser. Don't feel accused. Feel compelled and moved. And whatever God has put in your heart to give, that's what I'm asking you to give. Maybe for you this year, it's a fresh start as you turn in your partner agreement. What's that little step we need to take as a giver and as a family? And then toward our Lent goal, what's that little step that we need to take? What's that amount? I got 40 days, a couple paychecks, Lord willing, to figure it out before Good Friday and Easter. So thank you, church, because I know that you guys always give cheerfully and sacrificially. And to that end, I'd like for you to hear Paul talk about a special collection in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He's been encouraging this church to finish the work of what they pledged to do. They were supposed to help other churches that were desperate and entering uh, into a drought. And he said, I want you to finish this work and give what God has given you. And so he says this, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. That's that farm metaphor. But whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. He continues on. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. Friends, we're giving temporary gifts for eternal consequences to make a kingdom difference in the lives of us and others so that we might become one community in Jesus' name. Let's join me in a word of prayer before we continue to worship. Father, we are so grateful for how much you have freely given to us. You did not withhold your love when you sent your son Jesus, that while we were yet sinners, while we were dead in our trespasses, you who are rich in mercy made us alive together with Christ so that we would know his life and we would know his generosity and have his spirit among us, moving us in compassion to love you with everything and love our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, I ask that your grace would be upon us, that you would invite us to take a step of trust to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to form us and move us and work in us for your good and your glory. We ask, Lord, that you would do what St. Paul said under your inspiration. 
that you would bless us abundantly with everything that we need, that we would trust you for daily bread, and so that as we give that bread, what we sow would be multiplied in your hands. For we cannot do this work you've called us to without you and without your provision. So bless us and keep us as we seek to bless the world around us. Lord, we thank you for Jason, for the Miamis. We thank you for our partners. And we thank you, Lord, that you have knit us together by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would bless Jason as he shares with us, that he would encourage us and equip us to be good news and to bring good news, the good news of peace between us and you, between us and our neighbors. We pray all this in the strong name of Jesus, our King, and all God's people said, Amen.